Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach. I am the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of the Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, and host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. Wow. Welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio. This week, we are celebrating my 500th show. This show is number 500. And today, I'm going to be sharing some of the big lessons that I've learned since I started my podcast. My first show was on April 30th, 2012. April 30th, 2012. Pretty amazing. Anyway, got a lot of good things to share with you today. This episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, of course. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner who's tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you'd love to learn how to create multiple streams of revenue, something I'm very good at, or just create an amazing brand, and join about, let's see, I think there's 27 or 28 other entrepreneurs in the mastermind now, all led by me, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You can go to dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com to learn more. But all right, so what we're going to talk about today is why would a busy entrepreneur or a small business owner already time-starved want to add another burden of putting on a podcast. Well, it just so happens I have compiled a list of the top 18 reasons that you should be hosting your own podcast right now. By the way, if you're watching this, um, tell me, uh, just give me your first name and where you're from. And if you're watching it on the replay, which is where most of the views come from, just say hashtag replay and tell me where you are from. That would be interesting to see. <laughs> All right. Here's the 18 reasons why you should be hosting your own podcast. And believe me, there are so many people who should be doing this. I know them personally. I know many of them uh, are on the fence about this. And hopefully this show will change their mind. All right. Number one, we'll go from one to 18. This is media that you own and media that you control. You know, you think, well, you see people like post to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn now doing the thing called newsletters, um, Medium, something we learned about from Jeff Herring, all these different platforms where you can share your content. You don't own any of them. Some people say, hey, you're on my Facebook profile page. Don't be talking like that or something. You don't own it. All right. Your podcast is media you own. A book, a book is media that you own. Your video channel is, is anything you produce video wise and put it on your website. That is media that you own. Right. So number one, Jeff Herring, digital nomad, <laughs> digital nomad, Jeff Herring. There he is. He heard his name and his ears perked up. Uh, so that's number one. It's media you own, media you can control. Number two, ease of production. This is something you can easily do on your own. And when you're ready, if, you're, if it really, really gets busy for you and it takes off, all you have to do is do your own voice recording or record your interview, whatever your podcast format is. Turn it over to a virtual assistant, which is what I do. I do the interview. Boom. I send it off to my guy, Chris, and he puts it on and 
distributes it everywhere, okay? Number three, very low cost of entry. There's no fancy equipment needed. If you have a computer, um, there's so many platforms you can use. Uh, the On this, um, these live streams, I use something called StreamYard. Obviously, there's Zoom. Uh, if you're doing a recording, uh, you can use free conference call. I think it's still around. You can use Audacity. Everything, for the most part, to put on your own podcast is free. Number four, you're passionate. If you are passionate about sharing good content, aka what you do and what you do and how it makes a difference, how you've helped people, etc. If you're passionate about doing more of that, a podcast is a very effective way to do that. Number five. And um, say hello as, as you uh, as you bounce in here. People, and where are you from? I'd love to know that. People love to consume audio content. It's it's probably, I don't know if it's the most convenient. It might be. It's probably the most convenient. I'm going to say it is because it's my show. Cons- consuming audio content is the most convenient way. It can be done in multiple places. Think about it. You can be out walking. You can be out jogging. You can be on a treadmill. You can be in the gym. You can be doing anything you want. You could have earbuds in. I used to, you know, have an earbud in when I was riding my bike just once, so I could hear traffic. But you can consume audio content content almost anywhere. Easy for you to say. You can easily. Hey there, Phil Breakfield. Good to see you, buddy. You can consume. As I said, it's very very convenient. All right, number six. You can easily produce and easily replicate multiple. Let me rephrase that. Multiple streams of revenue. That's how much I got that in my brain. Hello, Jim Vaughn. You can easily multi-purpose this content. In other words, you can convert a podcast into blog posts, into books, and more. There's gentleman Jim Vaughn down there in Jacksonville, Florida. Good to see you, my friend. Number seven, a podcast is an easy and effective way to showcase your skill, your talent, and again, the way that you're helping others. That's a great way. That's a great way to um, get people attracted to you. By the way, I forgot to mention, because I usually have a guest, so I'm slightly thrown off. We are back on the Chesapeake Bay. If, if you could see out that door there, we're on the Bohemia River. It was a 1,300-mile uh, journey, 2,600-mile round trip to the Keys and back, but we are so um, grateful to be on our home port. It's awesome. So that's where we are. Everybody, well, where are you today? Anyway, number seven. As I said, a podcast is an easy way to showcase what you do. Now, in in the newsletter world, something I've been pretty pretty uh, well versed in for decades now, the the story that you put on the front page of your newsletter called your success story. It shows how you've helped another uh, business, another client, whether it's a customer client or you know patient, whatever. This is a success story. It's not like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is our special of the month, nothing like that. But a success story. Is how you've helped another customer. And the reason those are important is, is should be pretty obvious. But one of the reasons is you probably do what you do and can help many different people. And so somebody who uh, I used to uh, have a couple insurance customers in the newsletter business, and they they may do residential, they do, do commercial, they may do auto, they may do home or whatever. And I said, you should share a success story every month on a different one. So if somebody, if so, if you have a customer that came to you for their business insurance, which is how I got that customer, um, do you know that you also do their home or their auto and some things like that? So it's, it's kind of what I call the also. I didn't know you also did that. All right. So it's a very effective way to do that through your podcast. Number eight. Number eight, when you put out consistently good product, you will build a loyal following. Now, 
nobody's going to be great their first one or their second one or their third one, maybe not even their 10th one. But over a period of time, you get really good. You start to gel. You get in the zone. And after you build a, uh, a library of good content, you can occasionally put out a, a one that may not be stellar. Let's just say that, right? And it's not going to hurt you, right? So put out a very, very consistent, good product, and you're going to build a loyal following because people are going to want to know, well, what does he have to say next? Who is he going to interview next? I learned something on that previous show. Let's see what they're going to do this week. Number nine, because a podcast is media that you own, your rules apply. It's your rules. You can choose whether you want to do a weekly show. You can do a bi-weekly show. You can do a daily show. You can choose to have your podcast be 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 9 minutes, 24 minutes. It's your show. You are in 100% control of the content and the outcome. Now, let me say this. If you look at the tens of thousands, probably millions of podcasts that are out there, I'm just going to venture a guess. This is not scientific. If somebody knows the scientific answer, please share it. But if you look at, say, uh, a million podcasts, at least in the business world, I would venture a guess 90% of them are interview related. In other words, you bring on a guest, you interview them, find out their background, tell a little bit about their expertise, and you sign off. What's your website? That's kind of the standard format. But your podcast, you don't have to do what everybody else does, right? I've been helping a lot of my um, my coaching clients in the Dream Business Mastermind create very unique shows, right? Sometimes. Um, I had somebody uh, create a daily show of seven to nine minutes, just a little tidbit. So it's not an interview, obviously, but it's something they could record an entire week's worth or two weeks worth of shows in, a, in an hour or two. Say Monday morning, boom, I just did two weeks worth of podcasts. One of, the, um, one of my clients, Jill, we, we called that uh, bite size bite-sized chunks over lunch. And she launched her show every, every uh, Monday through Friday, 1159. So that's how you build an audience. I also have some clients that do three days a week. Again, it's your show with some of my clients doing the three day week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they might have mindset Monday. They might have strategy Wednesday or revenue building Wednesday. And Friday might be frequently asked question Friday, something like that. Again, you can pre-record all of these unless you're going to be having a guest well, obviously you pre-recorded guests too, but what I'm saying is if you use one of these customized formats that fits you and it has to fit you, that's the thing. It's a great way to build your brand. What are we up to? We're up to number nine. So number 10, you can include calls to action within each show and you can also redirect listeners to landing pages. Now, one of my rules when someone comes on my show and I kind of say, you know, with a happy face, but I said, listen, don't give your URL and every answer that you give. I'm not going to publish the show. <laughs> and I smile and they say, oh, I know. I say, I'll give you a chance at the end of the show to share your information. But in some cases, especially if it's your show and you're not necessarily interviewing a guest, you can have your show where you're teaching on something. Now, I don't have a landing page because podcast is just something I'm very good at, something I teach my clients, but it's like Adam Homey is amazing at podcasts. There's a few other people that have various uh, elements, podcast production and things like that. So as you're explaining some of the things like I'm doing now, you could, you could drop in a URL, by the way, and here's a little strategy. It's called opening a loop. Okay. So if I said there's five things you must do at the opening of your podcast, number one, boom, number two, boom, that's all I got room for. So, but there's three more. If you want to get catch those go to get forward slash podcast it's not an actual url i'm just giving an example of how you can do that so you open a loop it's called opening a loop in marketing so there's five things i'm going to give you two 
And because I didn't give you the other three, the loop remains open and people are like, well, where's the rest? That's how you can put that in there. I just, what I just gave you there, poof, that was worth the price of showing up right there. Who, who, I think you'd agree or you can give me a thumbs up if you liked it. If not, we'll just keep going. Anyway, this is how we roll on Wednesday Live. Number 11, I think we're up to number 11. Having your own podcast platform, it gives you the opportunity to connect with, I'm going to call them in-demand experts, celebrities, very successful people, however you want to clarify that. Now, some people that you'd like to make a connection with, you might be nervous. They might not take your call. It's hard to get to them. But most of these people, I'm going to say 90% of these people will be happy to schedule a time to be a guest expert on your show. Your podcast is actually not so different than being on a talk show or you know, Ellen, or I don't know, whatever the talk shows are, but it is a platform for them to get their message out. So you may have a little bit of butterflies or something, or, you know, maybe a little quandary about inviting somebody like, I don't know, somebody highly successful. And, but if you invite them to be a guest in your podcast, that's very different than saying, Hey, could I buy you a cup of coffee? Could I pick your brain to, to, to expressions I'm not a fan of, but a podcast is a way that you can do that. All right. It's a way for you to connect with other people. Number 12, very little extra effort is involved on your end. Well, how is that possible, Jim, if you're going to be doing a podcast? If you choose to do the interview format, again, 90% of the shows are half-hour interview formats with what's called a one-sheet, and that's where prospective guests will send you a one-sheet. Hey, I'd love to be a guest on your show, or they'll have somebody do it, and then you can read them over. Here's their bio, here's some topics, and then here's some sample questions. It's all done in a nice little thing called a one-sheet. Now, if you've been doing it as long as I have, I can look at their one sheet. I can hit the go button and I'll, I, I will conduct a great interview. It wasn't always that way. In the beginning, I really wanted to prepare. So not only would I look at their one sheet, I might look at their bio on their website. I might see if they have a book. I might go to Amazon and go, you know, peer inside the book. I would do a whole bunch of research and I have some notes. A lot of times, um, you know, I, I would have notes sitting on my desk and things like that. And so there may be some prep time. But what I'm telling you is, the more you do this, the more interviews you do, the longer you know your journey becomes in the podcast world, the easier it will become. And today, you know, I probably got several shows. If I if I looked, ah, my desk is messy. But if I looked, I probably got three to four one sheets for upcoming interviews. So when I, when I see a show come live, boom, I'll pull out the one sheet. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm off to the races. And the other thing, so I said I got 18. I'm going to give you, that was number 12. I'm going to give you 12B. So it's actually 19, but this is going to be good. So one of the things that makes me a good interviewer, I believe, is that I am as curious as I believe my listeners are. So I'm always uh, interviewing somebody and I'm interviewing somebody that I believe my audience and my followers want to learn from. Now, that's pretty paramount. If if there was somebody who... Um, what would be something that's kind of really ridiculous? If somebody knew how to cut lawns in a really great way. Oh, if somebody knew how to scrape barnacles from the bottom of a boat, I might be interested in that. I don't think my audience of smart entrepreneurs and small business owners would be. But if I interview somebody on, on the latest technique on video marketing or how to SEO, whatever it is that's related to small business marketing, I'm as fascinated to learn from my guests as I believe my audience is. So I'm always interviewing and diving into the conversation with as much enthusiasm and I think um, 
uh, intrigue. I don't know if that's the right word as, as my audience. So I'm focusing on my audience. I'm just the conduit. And sometimes you'll even hear me say and on these shows, especially the live ones, Hey, I think my, my audience would like me to ask this, you know, it's cause that little voice in my head said that. And sometimes I say it out loud <laughs> instead of just process it. So with very little effort on your part, after you get rolling, you can produce a, a weekly interview style format. If, if that's the choice. Okay. All right. Number 13, your customers, clients, and patients all consume information differently. While some may like to learn or consume information on YouTube, that's me. Others may like to read content, blogs, repair manuals. Oh my gosh. In the last five years, what I know about diesel engines and boat repairs and, and propellers and shafts, I've learned so much on YouTube. I've got manuals. I got a box of manuals this sec, and I read that stuff. I can't, I can't learn how to do what I know how to do to fix this boat on a podcast, but that's different, right? So, but a lot of people consume information differently. So if people enjoy listening and, and learning something, that's step one. If they like what you're saying and said, well, I'd like to learn more about that, that initiates a phone call or then maybe purchasing your book or maybe a course or something like that. So all of these things, you know, what I call my million dollar platform. It's how you dispense your information and content across multiple platforms, because all of your customers may have, if you know what an avatar is, right? So if your avatar, which is your perfect customer, they may have a lot of different things in common, but I'm guaranteeing, even if they have 12 things in common, the 13th thing is they may consume information or they probably will consume information differently. That's why well, Jim, I've got a podcast. I've written three books. I do videos. I got my YouTube. I've got the, but have you, do you have a podcast? No, I just don't know about that. I'm, I'm telling you, you're missing the boat. If you do not have a podcast, all the people that love to consume content auditorily, hope that's a good word, <laughs> are, are missing out if you're not putting out a podcast. Okay. Number 14, your podcast properly branded and hosted and hosted. I don't mean hosted where you where you place the audio to be this i mean hosted as in you um it's easier for you to be taken seriously as an in-demand expert as the go-to person in your niche the phenomenon of becoming the go-to expert and i think that's what i actually um shared on um across my social media today i'm going to do a little pause of what i was teaching what i posted earlier was that you will earn significantly more money for who you are and not what you do guarantee whether you're a landscaper whether you are um, in the uh, tchotchke business or whether you're a content marketer, whether you're an SEO guy, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, there are hundreds of people who also do what you do. That's why they're called also's, right? So it's not about promoting what you do. It's about promoting you as the go-to person. That's a whole, that's a whole nother show about creating that in-demand celebrity branded expert. But the podcast is a very good way of helping to build your celebrity brand it's building credibility. It's just like when you write your book, when you put out a book and your name's on the book, you actually have created instant credibility. Now, what I used to tell people when I was out speaking about why you want to have a book or this, that, and the other thing, I'd say, you actually have to try hard to take away the, the credibility you get when you publish a book. Your book has to stink in order to take it back because merely publishing your book and people see you're a published author on Amazon and other sites. And if you're fortunate enough to, if, if they actually go to a bookstore, I guess they're still open somewhere and they see your book, the, the credibility that comes with being a published author has to be erased 
by being terrible at what you do. The credibility by being a podcast host and sharing great content on a daily, weekly, whatever basis, that goes a long way to building your credibility. I hope you're uh, staying up here, keeping up with me. Okay, number 15, a podcast helps create and promote your company's culture. And what I mean by that is who you are. If you're an entrepreneur like me, I mean, at one time I had like 15 virtual assistants. I'm the only employee of my corporation, but I had 15 team members, but I'm the face of the business. It's like that with most of my clients. I have had some clients that run very large companies. I work with the owner, CEO, but for the most part, my clients are are, um, CEOs. They are CEOs of their own brand, but they are entrepreneurs, right? So when you create a brand, it becomes your culture. And when, when you, when each show becomes uh, what I want to call, let's say somewhat predictable, in other words, predictable in what you say, when you say it, how you say it, the, the repetition is what's necessary to build your culture and to build your brand. In this example, I'm actually interchanging culture and brand. If, if you, if you follow me now, I believe I've been consistent for years, many, many years, probably since the beginning on some things, I might have refined my message. But um, if, you, if you've if you been following me for a while, whether you listen to the audio podcast or, or, or these lives that I do every week, it's, you know, how do I open? I, oh, hey, thanks for coming. Give me a thumbs up. I don't do that. I said, hey, everybody, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, host of Dream Business Radio. Welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio. That's what I do. Now, every word is I wrote for a reason. And when I say, welcome to another fantastic live edition, I'm bringing the enthusiasm because literally, if you want your people, your listeners to be enthusiastic about what you're saying, you better get off your seat and go, welcome to another show. I mean, boy, you're going to put people to sleep. They'll be tuning off. So you have to bring the heat. Now, the way I usually close my podcast, which you'll hear in about, I don't know, 10 10 minutes or so, (laughs) folks, that wraps up this very special live edition of Dream Business Radio. Connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. And remember, if you're interested in the Dream Business Mastermind, that's Dream Biz Coaching, Dream B-I-Z Coaching.com. Remember to get free copies of all my books in digital format at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and the iBookstore. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic show. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now, I if I used to Stephanie used to say, if I wake you up in the middle of the night because there's smoke, I, you're probably gonna wake up saying, I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. That's how ingrained it is. But listen. What I just did there off the top of my head, that is consistency, and it's also helping to build my brand, my identity, and the culture of my business because I am who I am. This is my business. I like to have fun. Very good at what I do. All that wraps up. So when you get that figured out for who you are, boom, consistency and persistency. Number, number 16, podcasting is a great way to network and build some potentially profitable relationships. That kind of goes back to, I forget what number earlier on, when you can make these connections with people who you might not otherwise connect with. And it doesn't have to be somebody famous or super successful. There may be somebody who's a great target customer for what it is you do, but connecting with that person because you're busy, there's gatekeepers, whatever. But when they come on your show, this is why I'm going to talk about number 17. I'll jump right into 17, what I call the green room. I don't I, the green room is a term in the old days. You know, Johnny Carson used to have his uh, guest wait in the green room. That's where I first heard it. But I believe I was one of the first people to say the green room conversations on your podcast. 
And the green room conversations is a virtual conversation that you're having. Well, it's not actually virtual, but you're having a conversation with somebody, whether it's just over the mic, whether it's on camera or whatever. These are conversations before you kind of hit the go button, or even if it's a recorded before you hit record. How's it going? What's going on? Thanks for coming on my program. What can I do to make this a great interview for you? Are there things that you'd like to highlight? Blah, 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 blah. Who's your audience? Who's your target customer? I ask all of this of my guests because I want it to be a great interview for them. I truly do. All right. And number 18, this is um, the big reason why I started a podcast. And honestly, the reason why this being number 500 and next week will be 501, it makes me money. The reason that I would encourage you and implore you to just say yes and start your own podcast is the same reason I would implore and encourage you to do any marketing that I'm suggesting because it will make you money. If it doesn't make you money, then don't do it. It's really that simple. Now, I know for a fact, I don't give like specific numbers, but well over multiple six figures of income to my business as a result of my podcast. Why else would I do it? I mean, I'm very, very blessed. I work three days a week now, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, running my coaching business. No Hassle Newsletters runs on autopilot. Printing business runs on autopilot. But I, this is what I do three days a week. And I, I, I do these shows on Wednesday because I don't want to do them on Monday or Friday. I'd rather be off on Monday and Friday. But what I'm telling you is this podcast has played a huge um, a huge role in the success that I've been able to have through my various businesses. It helps me get my message out every single week and because of the repetition, never missing a show, that has helped me build my brands, all right? So those are 18 reasons why you wanna start your own podcast. And now I'm gonna share very quickly, it's taking a little bit longer, but I'm gonna, if you hang in there for maybe another seven, eight minutes, I'm gonna give you some lessons learned, things you could do, should do, and then I'll give you a couple things you should not do. So number one, lesson learned, consistency and persistency, as with all marketing, uh, consistency and persistency carries the day. If your podcast comes out infrequently on different days, different weeks, if it never sounds the same, if you don't have a professional intro or outro, it just kind of sounds kind of homemade. Don't even bother. I mean, I said, it's not, it's, it's not a big deal. Time-wise it's not a big expense, but you want to, you want to be consistent and you want to be persistent. You want to be persistently putting out that podcast especially in the early days before it even produces results, because that's the only way you're going to build momentum, folks. Number two, perfection is the enemy of progress. If you worry about your silly voice, as I think I have, or how you might sound nervous, most people don't even sound nervous when they think they do, or the number of ums and ahs, and therefore you never start your podcast until you can figure out how to fix those things. It's going to take hours. And if you just want to edit out all the ums, and it'll take you hours to do that. And you're doomed to fail. Remember this, with everything you do as an entrepreneur, I, I, I encourage you, and this comes right out of my book, Decide, the mindset book. You choose to be judged on the quality of the content and the value of the information you are sharing and in the, in the genuine way in which you truly want to help others and not the imperfect way in which you deliver the information. I guarantee it's going to be imperfect. Be okay with that. Nobody's perfect. Get over yourself. Start growing your business by being the best version of your authentic self. That's that's the, probably the best advice I can give you right now. Number three, release your shows on the same day and in multiple ways. I announce my weekly podcast every Friday in my weekly e-zine, which by the way, if you're not getting it, it's a really good short read, but 
Crispin to the point email. It's getjimpalmer.com, getjimpalmer.com. Put your name in there. You'll get it every Friday. But I announce, among other things, this is my weekly podcast. And then you know what else I do? I tease what's coming up the following week, right? And then the following week, I said, this is that show, and here's what's coming up, right? I learned that from TV. They're always teasing what's coming up just to get to uh, wet your whistle a little bit. And then I promote it all over social media. On the days that I that I release, on the days, so I release my show on Thursday. I usually promote it on Thursday or Friday, one of the two days. But on most other days that I'm on social media, I will be promoting a past show. I'm constant, almost five, six days a week, you're going to see me promote a show. So instead of saying on this week's episode of Dream Business Radio, I say on this episode of Dream Business. And so I'm constantly promoting because not everybody's going to hear these great shows. Somebody may be busy or on vacation or they're just they just haven't heard it. So I will recycle them. So every day I'm putting out more and more podcast content. I'm also what am I doing? Say it with me. I'm re-promoting the guest who came on and they appreciate that. And then they'll share it. And so anyway, that's that's why I'm doing that. Number four, sometimes less is more. And not every show has to be an hour or a half hour. As I said earlier, I've helped several of my clients create seven to nine minute shows or, or three days a week. shows. your podcast can be whatever. It's your show. And I want you to produce nice looking graphics. That's number five. Produce nice looking graphics. You only have to do it once. You get your main graphic and then you simply swap out the title and maybe the guest picture every week. That's it. So the worst thing in the world I want your business to do is look homemade. Don't do that. And by again, you don't have to spend a great deal of money to get somebody professional to do a nice graphic. Number six, tell your guests what to expect and what you expect from them. So you describe the show's format, what you might want them to say or not say. If I know somebody and I've heard them on other shows, maybe they're used to dropping the F-bomb. I personally don't like to do that. So I'll say, you know what, on my show, can we just tone it down? You know, I'm, I'm not a saint, but don't drop an F-bomb every uh, every 30 seconds. And then all I do is say it like that. And they usually don't drop any. But um, and I say and then the other thing I say with a smile and don't give your don't give your website with every answer. Ha ha ha. But they get the point. I give I'll give you an inf information and opportunity at the end of the show to do that. Introduce yourself. And then I do. And I usually repeat it. So they'll repeat it. And I'll say, hey, thanks for coming on. This week's episode has been, you know, with our special guest, blah, blah, blah. Connect with them at, and then I'll repeat it. I think that's a gracious thing to do, which is number seven. Be a gracious host. Make your guests feel comfortable. If that's your one, make, if that's your format, make them feel like the star. It's not only the right thing to do since you are the host. I mean, it's kind of like having somebody over your home, right? Uh, make them feel welcome. It will pay dividends as 99% of your guests will appreciate you and the way in which you conducted yourself and the fact that you simply had them on your show. I have helped some guests who I could tell were nervous, give great answers. I, I've been doing this so long. I'll ask a question and I'll get a really short answer. And the first thing in my head is, uh-oh, I'm going to run out of questions. <laughs> and then uh, because I know them or have done a little bit of research, I'll say, I was reading on your blog and you said something about this. Where did that come from? And I will help them. My job is to, first of all, serve my audience. But the best way I can serve my audience is to make my guests look good and share good information. It's not about me looking good. That'll take care of itself. But by me helping my guests look good, that's a great thing. So uh, the last thing is remind yourself that it's okay if not every show is a stellar award-winning show. What you want to focus on is the body of your work. It's the, it's the totality of everything you're putting out. With any type of marketing, this is a long game approach. If you put out six episodes and go, ah, Jim was full of hooey, 
I, I, I put out six episodes. I haven't got one dollar in new revenue. Then don't even start. It's a long game approach. This is a this is part of a multifaceted strategy. Again, I call it my million dollar platform that has helped create the life that I am so blessed to live. All right. Now I'm going to give you a couple of what not to do's and then we will quickly wrap up what not to do. Avoid inside jokes or jargon. Like you could even have a relationship with a guest and you say, oh, remember that time when we were traveling and you said this that, and the other thing? Oh, that was funny. People have no clue what you're talking about. Your show is about your guests. Your show is about the audience. So make sure, you know, there's no inside jokes. And the other thing is make sure, make sure to limit the jargon. You might have expertise in the insurance business. You could be in you could be interviewing an insurance professional and they're sharing, oh, by the way, on that MENY-1234 policy. Well, who the hell knows what that is? <laughs> you know, keep your audience in mind when you're engaged with your guests. No jargon, no insider jokes. Number two, your podcast is not the sales floor of your business. Podcasts can, be, again, be very effective at building a following, showcasing your talent and expertise. But it's not a place for the weekly special of the month. Good Lord, it's not a place for the special of the month or the weekly special. <laughs> being consistent, being inconsistent is a no-no. That's the opposite of one of my things. You want to be consistent. Do not record. Okay, here's a big one. Do not record them in a room with hardwood floors. You, you don't need a professional studio, but you need a room that doesn't have an echo effect. Now, luckily, this boat, I've got drapes here. I've got, there's carpeting here and rugs and I got a soft roof, so there's no echo here. But in my home office, when I had hardwood floors installed, I suddenly found myself in an echo chamber and I had to build this little box with foam and stuff to put the microphone in. So it doesn't take much, but make sure you're not, if, you're, if your audio is recording like an echo chamber, it's going to be very, very hard to listen to when somebody tunes in. And after a while, it gets frustrating and they're just going to tune it out. Do not use the built-in microphone on your computer. You Again, you don't need to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on equipment. This microphone here, let me see, do you see this? This is called the uh, CAD, uh, what is it? It's the CAD U37. It's been my microphone for probably 10 years. It costs $40. It does a hell of a good job. You don't need a $300 or a $500 microphone. Some people are more concerned about the quality of their audio than they are the quality of the show. I'm a little bit opposite of that. I got a nice microphone for 40 bucks, plugs in my computer and it sounds great. In my opinion, you also don't want to record your own intro and outro. Get this professionally done. My clients are are um, have the great blessing to work with my guy. Been no, been with he's been with me for fifteen years. He works as a producer at CBS Radio, and I give him scripts and he records all my intros and outros. I looked at how I could play it for you. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but I I, I guess Streamyard doesn't have you, the ability to up, upload uh, audios, but. You can listen, any, click on any of my podcast links and, you, and you'll hear it. Typically between $100 and $200, money well, well spent. Again, you want to look professional. You want to sound professional. Finally, my last do not do, do not rely on just your blog or your podcast page for distribution. Make sure your podcast is distributed through the multiple platforms available for podcasts. You know, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. I mean, there's there's so many I, I can't name off the top of my head. But you want your podcast to be distributed everywhere. Wow, I talk fast. You boy, you got to do a lot of talking when you don't have a guest. Anyway, I hope that was helpful to you. This is number five hundred, my five hundredth episode. And I'm going to keep going. Why am I going to do that? For all the reasons I said. The number one reason: my show makes me money. That's why you want to have your podcast. Get off your lazy butt and get your podcast going. Um, 
let me know if you like the episode. Give me a thumbs up or write a comment. If you're watching this on replay, put hashtag replay uh, and let me know that. Uh, but that wraps up this very special live edition of Dream Business Radio, celebrating my 500th show. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. Does it sound familiar? And if you're interested in joining me and 28 other smart entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind, you go to Dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Remember to get digital copies of all of my books. This is part of my legacy building program. Decide, stop waiting for it to be easier, stick like glue, and just say yes. So many others. Free copies of all of them at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or the iBookstore. But that's it until this time next week. Another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, and I am the Dream Business Coach coming to you from Chesapeake City, the top of the bay. You guys have a great afternoon. Take care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.